Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. So today we are here with Bobby Klink. And this guy, I was kind of asking him about his intro in the beginning, and I thought it was kind of funny because he's He's basically what he says is he's a Harvard graduate turned snarky marketer is kind of what it sounds like. So I'm, I'm excited to, to delve into some topics with him because in our pre-interview, we were talking about how everybody online right now thinks they're marketing, but they're really selling. And so this is a pretty controversial topic. So I'm excited to delve into it with you, Bobby. So first off, say what's up, Bobby, and then we'll hop in. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I'm a Harvard law grad. I spent 15 years as like a kind of boring lawyer that never fit me. Um, and now I've, I've been doing this online entrepreneurship thing for, uh, I guess, the better part of four years now. But, you know, I really kind of started dabbling back in 2014 when I built my own law firm, was doing online marketing with it. And nowadays, I just love hanging out and chatting and, and having these conversations and, and challenging a lot of the conventional wisdom. I do just a little bit of that. See, and, and I appreciate that because it's kind of annoying when people come on here, they just kind of kiss your butt the whole time. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what you do, even if they disagree with it. So I, I'm excited. We might get into some arguments, which might be great. People don't really hear that very often. So um, I, do want, I do want to ask you first, Bobby, though, to really launch it off. What do you mean when people, you, you think people online aren't marketing, you, you say they're selling. So what do you mean by that? So it, it's kind of funny. Like if you actually look at the definition of marketing, um, marketing isn't about getting like creating demand for an existing product or anything like that. When you look at like the, the definition of marketing from the American Marketing Association, it talks about it's like all of the things involved in like creating a product, in communicating the value of the product, in delivering the product or service, and in actually exchanging it. So like that's one way to look at it. But separately, I look at some like really smart guys, smart people who said this. And um, there's a few different people who talk about it. Um, you could listen to Peter Drucker, the management consultant guy who's famous for this thing. And one of his famous lines is, the goal of marketing is to make selling superfluous. If you market right, you don't have to sell. So that's one piece. But the quote I love more is actually um, from Theodore Levitt, who said this. He said, um, selling focuses on the needs of the seller to convert their product into money. Marketing focuses on the needs of the buyer in creating, basically in creating a product that they actually need. And so it's kind of the difference between a me first, what is going to make me more money is what most people are doing online. Whereas, and that's selling. Whereas marketing is how can I serve my audience better? And I'm going to trust that when I serve my audience better, when I do those things, I don't even have to sell. Literally, I say, here's my thing. And people say, yep, I'm ready. And they buy it. And um, <laughs> a test I say is like, if you have to use tactics like fake urgency, fake scarcity, that kind of stuff to get people to buy your product, it means you're not marketing. Plain and simple. See, that's, that's really interesting because in the, in the funnel world, I, I'm a pretty big uh, fan of funnels, but we look at them differently because it's not about using them to make money. It collects money, but it's all about facilitating the experience through yeah. buying our services. Like they should be sold before they get there is, is kind of our big, our big push with funnels. And, and that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Is like having them already be really sold on the solution and, and you're just the obvious 
solution to the problem. Is that correct? Well, so it's that, but it's, it's also like an important part of marketing is that literally you get to know your audience so well that you're just then saying, here's this problem they have. Let me solve it. And like we hear about people and, and you and I joked about like, you know, your ideal customer and, and, you know, everybody talks about, yes, you gotta have an ideal customer and everybody teaches us to do, um, like to do this ridiculous work of creating an ideal customer avatar where we say it's John and he's 35 and he's got blue eyes and that's dumb. Like no offense, but that's just dumb because that stuff has nothing to do with what they need. Um, and, and I think the problem is people are doing that instead of saying, okay, here's this group of people. What do they actually need? Um, and, and how can I solve that existing demand? And so like, and, and actually produce, produce something they need and will buy. And so many people are so fixated on selling their product to people, no matter what. And another thing, selling it not at the right time for the buyer, but at the right time for the seller. And to me, when you're marketing, like, and this is why I don't, I, I, funnels are okay, but I don't like exploding offers and one-time offers and things like that. We used to use them. I, I know how to do all that stuff, upsells, downsells, you can call whatever kind of sell you want. I've done it all, but it occurred to me, why should someone suffer? Because they came into my world and they weren't yet ready for that product. And um, so that was part of my shift is to say, I'm going to bring people into my world. And a large part of what I do is people come into my world and they don't buy from me for six months, 10, 12 months, 18 months. And I serve the heck out of them during that time. And they buy from me eventually, but even if they don't, you know what they are? They're brand advocates. These people drive so much traffic to me because they're saying, Bobby will take care of you. And so I don't have to, I don't have to go out and, and do all of this like fancy advertising because I've got a, a force of people who are out there telling everybody they know that I can solve their problems. Um, and, and, you know, they come to me when they're ready. See, and that's, that's really a unique model. And, and I do love the concept because, um, I, I mean, you're really talking about the highest form of marketing. If you've ever gone through like an MBA program or anything, they talk about that. You need advocacy. That's, that's true marketing. Um, and, you know, we just had the Super Bowl at the time this recording just happened yesterday. And you watch a lot of those commercials. And I was actually really intrigued. I was paying attention to them this time. And they were talking, a lot of these commercials were like, big, um, big stories. And then at the very end, they just kind of flashed their logo and it was over. Cause you're like, who is this? I don't even know what they're selling. Right. And it was like, they were going to provide a quality experience for you. And then, oh yeah, by the way, boom, this is who we are. Like it was DoorDash who did it. And I'm like, wow, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of those. I was like, where's this going? Yes. You know, or like some of them you could tell, like, you know, with, with the Bruce Springsteen, you're like, okay, well, I see he's in a Jeep. So I know it's a Jeep and I read about it in right. advance. I'm, I know it's a Jeep commercial, but none of it was about Jeep. And yeah. They didn't even um, show the logo. <laughs> right, right. Until they went, did they show, I don't, yeah, they just said Jeep.com. the very end, said Jeep.com. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which, and again, it's like, so it, part of the problem I think is like, and I always joke, and, and I did this webinar last October or something that I think it confused so many people they had to show up, but it was like, you know, um, uh, why online entrepreneurs are stuck in the 1950s and how you should be marketing in the 2020s. And people are like, wait, what? But if you actually know marketing theory, what most online marketers are doing is what's called the selling concept of marketing, which was the prevalent theory of marketing until about the 60s. And the 60s is when we shifted over. Um, and, and nowadays, like we've shifted again. 
And marketing is now the, the, the prevalent theory is that it's the holistic marketing approach, which means marketing is what you do with your team, with your peers, with your um, audience, with everybody you interact with and with the world in general. And, you know, understanding all of that and serving every piece of that is part of marketing. Like I think of, to me, everything I do in my business is marketing which most people don't think of. When they say marketing, they're thinking advertising, actually what most people are thinking of when they're thinking of marketing. Yeah, and I, I'd agree. Like build, building the hooks. <laughs> right. That's what well, we're about. It's funny because in, in, you know, I don't know if you've like hear about this book all the time, but a lot of people love Breakthrough Advertising, which is a book written in 1966, which like a lot of the people in the, the, the groups I'm around, they talk about this book and they call it their, their Bible for building an online business and all that. And, and they think of that as marketing, but I'm like, it says it in the title. It's advertising. This is about writing copy. It's about positioning. It's about those things. Um, whereas ironically, I say my business Bible is the go-giver, which is about the more you give, the more value you create, the more of that you do, the, the better your business will be. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of a different approach to, to building a business. Yeah. And, and so I don't want to play, I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit because in theory, yours sounds fantastic, right? Oh yeah, people would just buy from me whenever I launched a product because I've already provided enough service. Most of us are too impatient to, to wait that long, right? So what what really is the strategy? Because people don't just randomly show up on your front door. <laughs> well, so I've got good news and I got bad news. <laughs> the, the bad news I'm gonna deliver is everybody out there is making these promises about, oh, I can solve this problem for you. And again, it actually goes back to breakthrough advertising that book I mentioned, because it talks about like, as a market becomes more saturated, you have to make more like crazier and crazier claims. I mean, he doesn't call them crazier and crazier claims, but you put time limits, you do all that stuff. But the, the bad news I give to people is this, and it's this weird thing, because we in this online space, most people think, like a lot of people came into the online space with the promise, you don't have to invest any money, you don't have to do anything that, and I'm like, if I were going to build a brick and mortar business, I would expect I got to spend money. I got to spend time. I got to spend all this stuff, but somehow because I'm coming online, I don't have to do that. And I just tell people that's not true. Um, you know, you could do a launch, you could do this fancy stuff. You can use all of that. And I don't tell people not to do it maybe, but that's short term. And if you have to rely upon that over and over again, and Josh, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know people who peers and you know, they talk about their six figure launches, like $125,000 in revenue. But what they don't talk about is they had to spend $75,000 in Facebook ads and then all the other costs, because that's the model you're getting on. And again, doing ads, doing all that stuff, short-term fine. But ultimately what you have to do is be building the long-term at the same time when you're starting out. And, and what I tell people to do is, and again, this is funny. A lot of people think they're on step 12 of this 12 step process and they should be back on step three because very few people have done things like true market research to really understand what their people want, what their people need, and then to establish themselves as an authority. And, you know, part of it is just, it's simple stuff that like, if you, if you pay attention to Seth Godin and tribes and, and all these ideas of having this message that you want to get out, I mean, I always ask people this because I'll see people in Facebook groups saying, oh, I'm going to launch a course about Instagram. I'm like, okay, well, why would I buy that course from you instead of the 57 other ones that I know about from people who I know already? And they're like, oh, uh, and they don't have an answer. And, and my answer is you've got to have that unique message 
you've got to have that thing that you're passionate about, that you're willing to talk about, that you have a message for the world uh, to get out. And when you do that, you establish yourself. Now, again, you establish that, you build connection with people, and then you, you, you will get this, you know, kind of, um, you get to the point where people are coming to you to buy when they're ready. And, and we talked about this in advance, like, listeners, I started out by selling legal stuff, the most boring stuff ever, legal templates. And I have a thousand dollar product related to it. And now 60 to 65% of my sales aren't funnels. They're not people on my list. They're simply people who they have a need and I've established my authority in the space. And so they ask in a Facebook group, oh, I got to get this stuff. And somebody says, go to Bobby. And that's how most of the people come to me these days to buy this thousand dollar product. Did it happen overnight? No. But you know what? Now I have thousands of dollars coming in all the time, you know, on people just buying from me because I'm serving them. And that's the work that's worth doing because that's the sustainable work. As long as you're relying on Facebook ads to cold traffic, you know, or Google ads to cold traffic, any kind of ads to cold traffic to bring people into a funnel, you're, you know, you're going to have to keep chasing that. And it's funny because a lot of people talk about, you know, let's get you out of like, you know, the one-on-one work of trading dollars for hours because they're like, oh, that's a never-ending treadmill. But then they're just putting them on this other treadmill and you got to get off that treadmill. And that's about building brand equity, goodwill, things that, again, Josh, I'm sure since you have an MBA, you know, we should have brand equity. We should have goodwill. This is just standard business. I mean, it's not complicated, but so few people are doing it online. You know, you know it's funny to me, um, you're kind of speaking to my soul with this because a lot of people hire us um, and me in particular as like a consultant for that reason, because they're like <laughs> all these online marketers who haven't you know really seen anything but the online marketing, they get really, really stuck in this advertising game, right? The hook mm-hmm. game and really the long-term game, how you go from seven figures to, you know, a billion dollars isn't by coming up with better launches and better strategies, right? You're talking about the real long-term game of build brand equity, build that goodwill, as you said. And most people don't really understand what that even means, but I, I, wanna, I wanna ask you, what are you actually doing yourself to A, determine the need, and then B, to, to fulfill on that need? Yeah, so, and this is the funny thing, because right now as an online marketer, it is so easy to do this. and. Um, I started this early and like, this was my breakthrough moment back in 2018. It's lucky I serve online entrepreneurs, right? Those are the people I serve. And so I had this moment of, of clarity that I have built in ways to do market research. And the way I did it is I got into Facebook groups, paid program, Facebook groups with my ideal customer. And, and by the way, listeners right now are saying, oh, okay. So you went and posted market research questions. No those things are worthless. Like when you go in there and post that thing randomly into a group, no. I was just there. I was among them. I listened to them. I heard what they were doing. And again, let's be clear. When I was launching, I wasn't addressing something that they wanted. As we talked about, I started by selling legal templates, which it's a product nobody wants, where the result is nothing happens. Like literally nothing bad happens. That's all, that's all I'm doing. And so it's not something that people were excited about, but being in the group, like I picked up on what are the pain points? What are the frustrations? What are the objections? Like one of them, I tell the story all the time. I don't get overwhelmed. It's, it's a word that doesn't make sense to me. When I've got eight balls in the, in the air, I'm doing better than when I have one or two because like that focuses my mind. 
but being in these groups, I kept hearing people use that word. I kept hearing that this was a common pain point for people. So, hey, in my copy, in my hook, talking about how I'm going to make it simple so that it's not overwhelming. So it's one less thing you have to deal with. And just little things like that were important. But also, like I, I talked about establishing my authority. What I did also was I established my authority in these groups by simply giving value. I would answer questions about lots of stuff because I found I actually had learned a lot about marketing um, that most people didn't know and about tactics and strategies. But I also got to the point that anytime someone had a legal question, I answered it. And so what happens over time is then I don't even have to pay attention to the groups that much because I became known as the legal guy. So either they would tag me or someone would ask a legal question. All of a sudden I would get 57 Facebook notifications. Talk to Bobby, talk to Bobby, talk to Bobby, talk to Bobby. And so I established myself there. That was the first place I did it. And, you know, if you get into some of these communities, that in and of itself can get people started. And then you go from there. But so like, that was where I did my market research by listening there and listening to numbers. Like, that's the other thing. Once you launch, you, you know, your product and have it out there, you're seeing what works. And like, I was banging my head against the wall trying to sell, like, I was calling it a membership, but it was training and templates. I was putting 80 or certain 90% of my effort into that, 90% of my ad dollars into that. It was... 30% or 30% of my revenue. And meanwhile, I would, you know, talk a little bit about individual templates and that was 65% of my revenue. So I said, aha, the market is telling me they just want templates. And so I shifted, I split it up. I don't sell training. I give you the training. I sell the templates and it just made things simpler. It's, it's little things like that that can make a huge difference if you pay attention to it. See, and I hope everybody listened to that because what you're talking about has been like a major shift in the online space recently because there's so much training out there. There's so mm -hmm. many courses and the reality is all of us are like, I mean, I'm one of those people. I like, I have to stop myself sometimes because I just buy courses all the time that I'm never going to watch. Right. But if you're like, Hey, here's a template. My course is free. If you want to use, use it to use the template. But if you're already good at that, here's the template, figure it out. I love, love, love that when one of the guys, he totally sucked me into his world because he gave me his SOPs, the standard operating procedures for free uh, for running a podcast. And this was years ago. I, I mean, I've spent $10,000 with this guy, right? Because I mean, he was like, let me solve your problem. I, I don't think I've even gone through his courses, but his templates totally, totally well, sucked so me So something I have to say there, because this is like, I say this and most people look at me like I'm weird. But when I first got into the space, like, it struck me as odd. Like the whole online course thing struck me as odd because it was like, couldn't I just buy a book for $25 and learn this stuff? But like, it's become this standard model now that people are charging $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 for courses. And it's, it's, there's other things there, which a lot of it is they're trying to scale to, to find something they can retire, which I say, that makes me sad because it says to me, you don't like what you do. Um, I'm not looking to build a business to retire, not because I don't want to make money, but because I love what I do. And, and I love helping people as much contact as I can have. I want to have it. And so it's this different model, but you know, I see a lot of people trying to sell online courses and I do not think, I mean, they'll be around forever, but I don't think the thousand dollar, $2,000, $3,000 courses are long for this world. Cause I think people are going to say, no, I don't want that. Except people like you and me were like, eh, 
Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars about about how to create a funny video that I might use. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that. Like I bought like if you don't know the Harmon brothers who do some of those famous viral ads. I bought one of their things last May. I think haven't even touched it yet because I'm like you. I'm like oh, I'm gonna I might want that one day. I'll get to it someday, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but most people aren't there, right? Most of the people we're trying to sell to don't have that kind of money. And so this is the thing I've just said. I don't think that makes sense as a way way to kind of build a business anymore. I would kind of like to dispute this a little bit just to <laughs> see both sides of the coin yeah. because I, I agree to an extent. I think that um, for newer entrepreneurs, younger people where $1,000 is a lot of money, it's re, it's kind of dumb to sell yeah. courses to them, right? Because you're just w- one among an ocean. But what we've been finding is like these more successful entrepreneurs, if they pass you know, seven figures, we can charge them a bunch, but the course becomes kind of secondary. We actually sell them like a group coaching program or an event and oh, by the way, it comes with a course. That's kind of been our, like, do you agree with that? Or do you feel like that's? Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. So there's a couple of things there. Number one, like I'm at a level, like, like I'll be in groups with people who are like going to create a course for someone at my level. I said, that's dumb. I don't want a course. I want someone to do it or to coach me through it. But I guess the bigger point is what I've said is, and this was kind of my, my big message to my people is we need to stop saying we're in the information business. We are in the implementation business. And the people who survive are going to be the people who help other people implement the stuff that they're doing because, and, and here's why I'm saying the information business, you don't want to be in that business. We're already seeing this with like masterclass.com, but soon enough, I don't know if it's going to be Google. I don't know if it's going to be Facebook, but if all I'm doing is collecting information and organizing it, guess what? That is not high value. And one of these big companies will be able to sell a course for 50 bucks. Why would someone buy from me when they could buy from Google? So I believe that the, the, the implementation work and all that was what helps. And, and I love pop culture. I can't help but think of an episode of The Office where Robert California in the last couple of years, he's coming to, to rally the troops. And he says, the era of personal service is back. I believe it never left, but I believe that is our advantage. We can do that at a level that like, you know, the big conglomerates won't ever do. So I think that, like you said, do a coaching program, do an event. And the course is like, here, here's something else we're going to give you. But what I'm charging you for is the actual experience, not the information. Okay. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. You're speaking truth again. Recently, we've recently found that with our customers, because like you said, as you're in and around them, you realize that anybody who's made any sort of money is like, do not give me a course. I'm not going to go through it. The last course I went through was the KBB course. It was like 80 hours. Um, I actually genuinely enjoyed it. I don't know why I went through it. Probably just because of who, who made the course. Right. But uh, I've bought probably five courses since then I haven't touched. <laughs> and, and, and a shift that can come in is like, I buy courses for my team. So like I bought an SEO course recently for my content person. Like, you know, I'm, I always tell them, look, if you want a course, tell me about it. But yeah, don't ask me to go through a course because I'm not going to do it. I, don't, I mean, I don't have time. I got enough on my plate, you know, instead of going through courses. And like, you know, I read books. That's how I prefer to learn instead of through courses personally. Yeah, I, I, uh, I personally am auditory. So I like listening to podcasts because that's where I get my tidbits from. Yep. But then when somebody sells me a template, I'm much more prone or a group coaching because I can go and say, here's my problem. Help me solve it right here on the spot. Boom, done. That's worth tens of thousands of dollars over your hundred dollar course. It's going to take me 20 hours to go through to get that same result. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let me clarify my point. When I say read books, I listen to books. Like I almost always buy books first on audible. And then there are some books I'm like, yep, I want that 
to underline, to highlight, to annotate. And so that's my process. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm an auditory learner. I'm an auditory processor. I like to say that my podcast is like my first raw version of my message. And so I'm constantly doing that to work things out. I, I love that. No, I'm glad this is, this is really enlightening. And, and I hope people will pay attention to what Bobby said there. I mean, this is a little bit back of the conversation, but I mean, you're in the implementation business, not the information business. I'm totally going to make that the, the podcast title, just so you know. <laughs> um, it's the reality is that that's what people are paying for these days. Mm -hmm. And, and even on a, on a lower scale, you know, I, I know we've worked with people who are selling, they were selling a $300 product and I'm like, Hey, do a group coaching program instead, right? Mm -hmm. Charge a thousand dollars for it. The same people are willing to pay for it. Takes them less work and they're getting way more testimonials out of it. So I, I absolutely love that. And I want to ask you a couple of final questions here, Bobby, because we're already, I can't believe we're right at the end of this. I have so many questions for you, but we only get a little bit of time to talk. So um, the first thing is you have a university where people can go check out your information for free. Could you give us kind of a link or somewhere where we can connect with you there? Yeah. So linking up with what you just said, I basically decided that I give all my training away. Um, and then I charge for a, co a group coaching program is my, my paid offer on the, the marketing side. And so we created this program called badass online marketing university. Badass is kind of our branding. And what we've done is we basically are saying, we're going to create a one-stop shop where people can get all of the different legal training or not legal training, sorry all the marketing training. There is a legal course in there too, because people need that, but all the marketing training they need. Um, we're in the middle as we record this of, of revamping it right now. It's got one course in it, online marketing foundation which actually teaches you marketing principles, not the, the tactics, but we're adding a copywriting course, a messaging course, an email course, a, a story course, all of those different things. You can get in free at, at bobbyclink.com forward slash BOMU. That's B O M U. Uh, and it's going to keep growing over time. We're just going to make it better and better. So you know, you get your training if you need that, but for free instead of me charging you for it. And the reality is we've, you look at like learn.com, I think that's what it's called or masterclass.com. You'd have to pay for all this. So go check it out. Bobby's putting it all together for you. That's the true value. I think that I'm, I'm seeing here, um, making me worried you're going to make us obsolete, Bobby. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal is to make everybody who teaches, who's thinking I teach entrepreneurs worry about that. And, and again, I, I, I want to say like, I'm doing it I think you can still sell courses, like selling courses just as training without implementation. But realistically, I think the days are numbered. Uh, and I think we're at a point where Blockbuster back, was back in about 2000, where they could have bought Netflix, but didn't. And I want everybody to be Netflix. Don't try to be Blockbuster because we know how that ended up. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, and, and so I just have one final question for you to kind of wrap it, wrap it up, because we have covered a lot of different topics here. But I would hope first off that people will go check out that university. If you are in need of training, go use it. I can honestly tell you, Bobby, I'm probably not going to go use it. Yep. And that's because we're in the implement implementation stage, right? Yep. <laughs> and you're okay with that. That's what I love. So we'll probably pay, pay you for something in the future, right? So I, I love that you've, you've structured your entire model that way. So make sure everybody that you go check that out. But my final question for you, Bobby, is what would be your final parting piece of guidance for our audience to just say, hey, this is, if they could take one thing away from this interview, what would that be? So I think the one thing I would want people to take away is that we need to be focused not on two weeks from now, not six months from now, not a year from now, but I'm thinking in terms of decades. And I think we all need to be thinking that way. Where am I going to be five years from now, 10 years from now? 
And what do I have to do to build a business that's going to be around in that time frame? Because like that's how most businesses think. And we online businesses, online entrepreneurs need to start thinking like a traditional business business would. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.